Let's say you do third-party delivery, so you work with brands like DoorDash or Grubhub or Uber Eats, and you prepare food, goes out the door, and then what? You have no real way of knowing uh, what the guest experience is, right? Different than when they come and dine in your restaurant. They come in, and you can see. You can tell when they're unhappy. You can tell when they're cold. You can tell when they're not really enjoying the food, and you can intercede there. But what do you do when stuff walks out the door? There's a whole new piece of hospitality now. It's called guest feedback. Ovation is a company, it's a guest feedback platform, and I'm thrilled to be able to talk with Zach Oates, uh, the company's CEO and founder on today's show. They've been a sponsor of this show in the past. I love this platform. I love the software. It's a great solution. We have a really great wide-ranging conversation today. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Please don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take some of these complicated concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now. This week's episode is sponsored by Virtual Restaurant Group, VRG. They offer innovative, turnkey, delivery-only brands that you're able to easily operate out of your existing restaurant with very little disruption to your current operation. So we're talking ghost kitchens, right? A restaurant that would only be visible on third-party delivery sites as a way of driving additional revenue using the infrastructure you've already got. By adding virtual restaurant brands into your business model, you're able to diversify your revenue streams and generate more overall revenue. You already have a kitchen, right? You've got a staff. You've got the space to do it. Why not maximize your square footage by adding additional brands to help you increase your bottom line? Best of all, VRG handles everything on the back end. They provide Cubo technology totally free. The very architecture of this software allows you to turn on as many brands as you want, list those brands on as many partner sites as you want, and field all of the orders through one singular tablet and printer. You're not locked into any long contracts, and it's 100% free to start. VRG's flagship brand, Midnight Munchies, was one of LA's very first ghost kitchen concepts and generated up to $30,000 a month just in online ordering revenue. Onboarding is super easy with recipe guides and step-by-step training for you and for your staff. Visit virtualrestaurantgroup.com slash chip and use the promo code CHIP2021, that's C-H-I-P, 2021 to get started. That link, of course, is in the show notes. So my guest on today's show is a guy named Zach Oates. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Ovation. They describe themselves as an actionable guest feedback platform that actually drives revenue. We're going to talk about what guest feedback is, what his platform does, and so, so much more. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chip. So glad to be here, man. 
I'm thrilled to have you here. Now, Zach uh, had me on his podcast, so his company uh, hosts a podcast called uh, Give Innovation, uh, and I, uh, I appeared on that podcast a couple of months back, and we had a blast, so I'm excited to, uh, to be able to return the favor and have him here uh, to talk about his company and, and all the great stuff you're doing here, so I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, Chip, and that episode was rock star, man. Loved it. For those of you, obviously, if you listen to this, you love Chip. Uh, go check out that podcast at Give Innovation. Dude, Chip slays it. Slays it on the podcast. We, we had a lot of fun. It's like short, sweet, power-packed. Uh, I will definitely include the link uh, in the show notes. Uh, right at the top here, I got to say, uh, Zach and his company have been a supporter of uh, the Restaurant Strategy Podcast uh, in the past, over the past few months. So I appreciate their support. Um, I like to work with uh, sponsors, with companies that are providing solutions that I really believe in, that I think are a step above. Um, I really choose those uh, partnerships uh, carefully. Uh, so I was excited to have your support then. I'm really excited to be able to talk um, to po- talk more in depth about what the company is. So let's start there. Talk to me about what is Ovation and, and what prompted you to start this company? So I grew up in the hospitality industry. My first job was in restaurants. My dad, when he retired from his first career, got into you know uh, car wash, cell phone stores. He was an investor in a barbecue joint. So I really saw the service and the hospitality industry firsthand growing up. I went on to you know start some technology companies, had some successes there, and got into customer experience consulting with Fortune 50 companies. And I really wanted to get back to my roots. I love hospitality. I love restaurants. And I love it because everything is around the guest experience, right? Everything is about how do I make a great experience for my guests? But here's the here's the honest truth, Chip. The ways to measure that guest experience, the ways to gather feedback from your customers just suck, right? (laughs) We are resigned to things like receipt surveys, online reviews, and getting all caring on each other and complaining. (laughs) Think about it. It's 2021 and people are still freaking circling receipt surveys. Come on. Come on. Yep. Yep. And And then you look at the table touch, right? The table touch has been a foundational element of our industry since the creation of the modern restaurant in the 1800s in, in Paris, right? Like that is what, uh, that's what sets us as, apart from any other industry, the ability to come up and say, hey, Chip, how is everything? And guess what? Now that things are happening, not in our dining rooms, but in our guests' living rooms, that's happening in their office, it's happening you know, at their desk, So the question is, how do we offer that same hospitality that we always have uh, in today's environment, regardless of if a customer comes into our four walls, whether they eat it in their four walls, whether or not it's on the road, uh, whether or not it's delivered by a third party. And that's what Ovation does. We are a two question survey that's delivered omni-channel, meaning however a guest orders, we send them a survey. And if they had a great experience, we're gonna push them to leave positive online reviews to drive you more revenue and bump bump you up in the search engines. If they didn't have a good experience, we put them right in touch with the manager. So it's a really frictionless experience for the guest. Now for the manager, look, your managers are busy. You know, they don't have time to sit there and answer these 15 minute phone calls of people calling in to complain. Yep. So what we did Ovation right. is we built an app and in three clicks, they can send a personalized text message to the guest, getting them to come back, uh, 
really showing that they care. And so it's really easy for your managers. And then it's super powerful for, for you on the back end where we take all of the reviews, all of the feedback and show you trends of what's going well, what needs to improve and help you to drive revenue. So in short, that's what we are. We're an actual guest feedback platform where we just really reimagine feedback uh, for today's environment. So I want to I want to break this apart a little bit, and then I want to understand how it works in practice a little bit better. Because um, I love this idea that you're talking about tracking, you know, all across a bunch of different uh, entry points. Let's say, so, so how do you? So the first piece is collecting the data, collecting the uh, the feedback, and then the other piece, the important piece of it, is making it uh, actionable. I feel this way about data uh, right now. People say, "Oh, data is so important. Data is data is the whole name of the game." And said, "No, no, no." In restaurants, we've been collecting data for twenty five years. That's what Open Table allowed us to do. What we haven't been able to do is do anything really worthwhile with that data, aside from knowing like that guy's here a lot, or it's this person's birthday tonight. Like, okay, so what? Like, like what did you do with it before they walked in the door? What did you do with it after they left? Um, so that's my like, that's my feeling on kind of like data and, and, and making it actionable. So much of the theme of this show is keeping things actionable. So talk to me about, so how do you replace the, how do you replace the feedback in all these different touch points? So for example, third party delivery, right? So, okay. So an order goes out the door, DoorDash takes it exactly like, how does that thing execute it to get, to get the feedback, to get them to, um, to respond? So let's say, Chip, you come and order at Zach's Burger Shack, right? Yep. I'm a 30 location burger joint um, known for my cheddar bacon burger. Uh, th it's pretty good. Anyway, so Chip <laughs> comes in and uh, Chip's orders through DoorDash, right? Well, I have inside of the burger bag to Chip, there's a little card saying, hey, Chip, thanks for ordering with us today. Uh, to get $5 off your next order, can you answer two questions? So Chip scans a QR code, sure, I can answer two questions, eating your burger. And you do notice, by the way, that you ordered two orders of fries and you only got one order of fries, right? So you scan that QR code, pops up a two question survey, you're a little bit upset and you mention, hey, I got two, you know, I missed an order of fries. I immediately get dinged on my Ovation app. I'm the manager of Zach's Burger Shack and I push three buttons for my missing item and I send you a $10 coupon with a super sincere apology. And all of a sudden, Chip, you're there, you're there taking your third bite of your burger and bing, bing, your voice, uh, your, your text message alert goes off. You look at your phone and you have a text message from Zach's Burger Shack with a personalized apology from Zach, letting you know that uh, super sorry, $10 off. And now you're like, hey, I don't have my fries, but wow, I can't believe that someone actually listened to me. Uh, you respond, thank you. Now, what happens uh, at corporate? Well, at corporate, I can see that Zach responded to you in 30 seconds. I can see that you responded back, thank you. And guess what? I get an alert that you just ordered, you just used that coupon. Now that $5 off coupon takes you to our online ordering page. So now you're ordering through my B-Bot, my Lunchbox, uh, my Olo landing page, and we get alerted. You have a great experience because you ordered directly. You're gonna get an automated text message this time, Chip. And you have a great experience. You love it. So the text message says, how was everything? You click the link, five stars, and leave us a review on Google. And now me as the manager, 
I know that I've won Chip back, that he's happy, that he left a review. And if you come in and you dine in and you scan that QR code at our table, or you order from a third party again, or you order again from our online ordering system, I will be notified and it will, uh, well, it will append to the conversation. So that way I've got one long thread of who is Chip and using that data. So that's, that's how it works from your perspective as the guest. Yep. And that's where we started because at the end of the day, we wanted to create a frictionless experience for Chip because you are the one whose voice really matters. And if I make it so hard for you to tell me that I missed those fries, guess what? You're either going to tell me through a negative Yelp review or worse yet, and more often, you're going to go silent and just not come back. You're yeah. going to order from Dave's Burger Shack next time because they don't forget your freaking fries. Yep. Yep, totally. I mean, I think the, the beauty of this is that it, it provides that touch point, right? Even when people are out the door, it's that manager touching by say, hey, just wanted to make sure everything was all right, right? It's 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 a touch point. Number two, it's actually gathering real real feedback, gives you, makes it actionable so somebody can do something about it. You can send the text saying, so sorry, here's $10 off, exactly like you said. But then the other piece to that is that it's acting as a, as a form of a bounce back offer. And so prompting them to, you know, to become a repeat customer and to pull onto your own internal uh, ordering system rather than going through the third party delivery as well. So it works on a bunch of different different levels, which is so key. And I think this is what operators are figuring out. I've learned a lot over the last 18 months. Talk to me about that makes sense. The way you the way you describe it there for third party delivery. What other ways are operators using the platform and the solutions beyond that, like in the ways that I, I'm just not thinking of yet? So in terms of uh, how customers get into the system, you know, people will use iPad kiosks by the exit, table stickers, table toppers. They'll use stickers at the to-go window, bag drops. Um, but obviously integrations are the most frictionless. So if you order from an online ordering or you use your loyalty platform, we'll send an automated text message asking about how was everything, right? And so now you can engage in this back and forth dialogue that takes so little effort for your managers. And I think that's really the key yeah. is because in all of the surveys that we've done of, of consumers, the one thing that they want to feel is heard. And if someone is taking time to give you feedback, shoot, man, you better take some time to respond to it. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. So this seems so commonsensical the way you describe it, and yet it's not. I mean, this is a relatively new technology. It's a new thing that we're thinking about. And this company has been going on for a while. I mean, when did you, you launched this in what, 2017, 2018? Yeah, 2017, we started to, you know, we put it in a few restaurants to kind of kick the tires on it. And then 2018, we're like, no, this has got some legs to it. So we, uh, 2018 is when we launched full time. And, you know, we're working with a thousand different locations now. And, uh, you know, the pandemic was, was tough for us. But at the end of the day, with so much going off prem outside of the four walls, Restaurants were like, I, I need to know what's actually happening. Yeah. And guess what? Yep. Consumers are sick of these 75 question surveys to tell you that you missed a, <laughs> one of their fry orders. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah. And, and to your point though, Chip, is it's great to win these customers back. It's great to get them to, you know, uh, we have like over 40% unhappy customer retention rate, right? Which is astronomical in, in this industry. Yeah. But what's also super important is getting to the root of it, right? If I see 
that, hey, good job, Zach, the manager here at this Zach's Shack, Zach's Burger Shack location. But I got to let you know that if I'm looking at your ovation scores, um, you have a very low score for service because you are consistently getting feedback that you're missing an item. Let's do some training. Let's talk to you about what do we have to do to stop missing items? Because yes, I want to win back Chip's business, but guess what? I don't want, if, if I win back Chip's business and I forget his fries the next time, it's like, all right, look guys, once I get yeah. it, but two, three, four times, it's like a bit ridiculous, you know? So this, uh, this is a little bit of like, uh, so for Zach, the CEO of Zach's Burger Shack, you know, the 30, the 30 unit company, uh, this is a way for you to kind of keep tabs in a certain way on each of those 30 units exactly. to see, hey, w w what's working? Who's, who's constantly getting bad reviews? Who's constantly, you know, and playing the numbers? Because after you get enough data, it'll, it'll all start to shake out and you'll be able to see your trends, right? Exactly. You could see trends across locations, managers, day parts uh, to really make sure that you're looking at what is what do I need to do to improve? And on the flip side, we're going to show you why do people love you? right? What are the consistent trends of people saying, great job with this? You know, we yep. get, we get a, anytime somebody mentions food, 96% of the time it's positive. Anytime somebody mentions the word, uh, katsu chicken, 30% of the time it's positive. All right. What's going on with our katsu chicken? Let's, let's do a yep. deep dive here. So that's what we're working on. Uh, that's what we want to help is again, started with the guests to make it frictionless, easy for the managers to drive that hospitality, and then powerful for corporate to really see what's going well, what needs to improve. And then here's here's the secret sauce, Chip. You ready for this? Let's do it. So not, not only are happy customers leaving positive reviews, which is, is, is super helpful, but we also have an automated or automated texting platform. So yes, you have the one-on-one -on -one chats between the manager and the guest, but now the other thing that you can do is it's a rainy day outside. I can send a text message to everyone that's come in in the last month who gave us a four or five out of five and invite them to come back in for a rainy day special. I can send out a reminder message to anyone that ordered through a third party to order first party. Uh, you know, you can do things that are automatic promotions like, I could send my customers, anyone who gave us a four or five, I could send them a message two days later from the owner saying, hey, Chip, thanks so much for coming in. Glad you had a great experience. Uh, would love to see you back. Here's a free soda. Yeah. Would love to see you back in the next week. Things like that that are just so simple to do that are actually, it's actually driving revenue. And so as th that was one of the things that I, I looked at with feedback is why is feedback always such a cost? Why does, why does you have all of this awesome data like you're talking about, Chip? You have permission to talk to guests, and yet still feedback companies consistently say, no, we're, we're just going to survey our customers in this very annoying way, and we're going to be a cost yeah. center. What we're saying is you could flip that whole thing yeah. on its head. You could have a real-time conversation that's easy for people and actually drive that revenue through this texting. And the way you put it now, it, it really speaks to this idea of customer centricity. So there's this guy named Peter Fader. He's a professor at Wharton. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, the stuff that he's written about over the last many, many years. I had him here on the show. Uh, and his big claim to fame is a book he wrote called Customer Centricity, this idea of customer lifetime value. And the idea that you would want to treat 
different customers differently because they are different. They are uh, more and less valuable to you than uh, than another guest. Uh, and this gets to the idea, like, I mean, I think the future of email marketing, right? For example, we, we know about this and, you know, the restaurant industry is just starting to figure this out. Uh, it's not so much about blasting all 10,000 people on your list, uh, but segmenting the list, understanding that this guest likes this about you, this guest likes this about you, this or this group of guests likes this about you and being able to deal with them separately. So perfect example, you say, okay, we're going to do a rainy day special. Who's most likely to bite is the people who love us, the people who were here most frequently, the people who are here, um, you know, consistently you know and you can deal with them again you're treating them differently saying hey we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice here we're gonna uh, we're gonna play the we're gonna play the percentages we're gonna say the people most likely to jump at our special at our special offer is uh, is this group of people so I want to go back because again this all seems like common sense to me and especially having gone through the pandemic and I understand what you're saying is that it was a, I'm sure a difficult time it was a difficult time for everybody but now having gone through the pandemic, this makes so much sense to me in hearing what you guys have built, right? This idea of like, of course, because everybody who didn't have takeout and delivery pre-pandemic, uh, they do now. And everybody who didn't use third-party delivery do now. And anybody that only had third-party delivery also offers first person also offers first person it's just inevitable that's the way it's all gone so again this makes sense but i want to go back and i want you to walk me through the early days here because you're in a really cool phase right uh, you know you've built this company from nothing but what was it that you noticed you know that that the rest of us didn't what did you see how were you able to to see that you know, feedback was something lacking and that there was a, a better, more efficient way of doing it. Can you go back to those early days and, and walk me through that a little bit? So at first, so I love to travel, right? That That's something that I'm uh, super passionate about. I just hit my 50th country. It's something where I tell people- countries? Wait, wait, okay, I gotta stop you. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the you coolest place you want me to name them all? To? Uh, okay. No, been... I just wanna know the coolest place. Um, honestly, for me, the most fun that I had, and, and I always say that company makes a party. You know what I mean? Like it's the people that are there that make the place yeah. great. I've been on campouts that have been a super blast, and I've been in the most beautiful place in the world with someone that was kind of annoying, and it was like <laughs> miserable. Um, but I would say my, as far as the place goes, I love Thailand. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love Phuket. I love the PP Islands. I love Bangkok. I thought it was like such a blast, such a fun hub. You can get to any anywhere in Southeast Asia for like 50 bucks round trip. Like um, it's, it's so much fun. It's got everything from, you know, animals to the big city to unreal beaches. Uh, so anyway, Thailand is and if you if you, you got one kids. week, you what now? Do you travel with your kids as well? Do they travel? <laughs> So uh, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old and one coming in December and we, we do travel. Thank you. We, we do travel with them. We just went to Greece without the kids, which was really nice. But uh, yeah, but I, I love traveling with them. Like I, uh, they each have, had their passport before they were three months old. And because yeah. we took them to France and took them to Panama and Paraguay. And anyway, we've, we've had a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, okay. Enough of the uh, of the sideline. Get back to on. So talk to me about the beginning. And you started saying that you love to travel. And then I interrupted you. So pick up where you left off. Oh, that's right. 
So, so I love to travel, and one of the things that I noticed was every every restaurant that I went to in these places, I found them on TripAdvisor, right, or on Google, and and every time I went there, they were like, oh. Did you? If you had a great experience, it would mean so much to us to leave us a review on TripAdvisor and Google. And it's because literally these places live or die based on their reviews, right? Same thing here in, in America, but it's it's even even more uh, visible and evident in in these really highly tourist areas. And so. I would get back to my hotel and we'd get back from the trips. I didn't have service and, you know, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I wanted to leave them a review, but I can't remember who they were. And I was like, man, I wish there was a way that they could like remind me to leave reviews, right? I just, I just want to be reminded. And so I was like, I wonder if we created this iPad app with just smiley faces on it and we could just sell this app to these restaurants and to these tourist groups that they can like just take a quick survey there, type in the information, and we'd send them a reminder. And then I was like, well, wait a second. Isn't there, there's like something, there's yeah. something here, you know, as, and as we started testing out this app and as we started building it out, as, as restaurants started using it in the States, we realized that uh, there was a lot more value in things like the receipt survey replacement. And people were like, oh, this is awesome. I love this app, but I want to be able to talk to the people who didn't have a great experience right away. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. So then we built a, an app uh, for the restaurants. And then they were like, and we want to be able to get more data on and see the aggregate of what's happening. Okay, so we built dashboards. And they're like, and we want a way to be able to text our customers to let them know when we have specials. Okay, <laughs> so, we, so we built that. And they were like, okay, we, we want a loyalty system. So we started to build that, and then we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hell yeah, hey, we're not we're right. not a loyalty company. So we so anyway, it's it's been this interesting um, customer led, but sometimes you know uh, too much led. So we we've had to pull back from some things, and and then as we've really really focused in, it really landed on like the the feedback, right? How do we create the best feedback system in the world for restaurants? But it really did start off as an iPad app. I mean, have you seen like in bathrooms? Oh yeah. And I don't know why they put it in bathrooms. It's like so gross to me. Right? My son <laughs> loves to do that when we travel. So he's six years old. He's been on, I don't know, 40 or 50 flights in his life. We travel a lot, partially to see family, partially to like, to like you, we, we like to get out and about, but he loves it. And he's like, I want to do it again. We're like, well, that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of, you know, putting your thumb on the scale. Like you just, <laughs> you just give your opinion once. He's like, well, can I do yours? And I said, I don't have to do it. You already did it. He's like, I did it, but you have to do it too. But can I do yours? I'm like, come on. In any anyway, yes, it's the same idea, right? Same, right? same premise. And, and there's, there's some value there, but at the end of the day, um, it's not, it's very reactionary, right? And the real, the real benefit of feedback isn't the what, it's the why, right? Yep. And that's where you, so for example, one of our customers, they, um, they got feedback from someone who used Ovation and they said, man, I, I don't like that you guys are getting, uh, getting chintzy on your portions. And the CEO, He's the one who actually likes to respond to all of them. He's got he's a six location owner, and he likes to get all of the all of the ovation feedback. And so he came to his phone, and he's like, "Can chintz in her portions?" Saw that she ordered a pita wrap, so 
he called the location and said, hey, someone just said they were complaining about order portions, uh, portions on the Peter app. And turns out the serving spoon that they were using to dish up the pita wrap, because it says on the instructions on making the pita, like one scoop of chicken. It was the wrong size spoon that somebody had had put there on the line. And so it was a new person that was making it. And so, you know, they were able to, the manager saw that, corrected the issue. The CEO used Ovation, let the person know like, hey, this is what happened. It was the wrong size spoon. Uh, really grateful that you care enough to come in and let us know your feedback. Here's $10 off. And this all happened within like 20 minutes. And the, yeah. the customer responded back, wow, I cannot believe that anyone read that, much less I got a yeah. response. Thank you yeah. so much. You've got me for life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and those are the things that without Ovation, where, where do you give feedback? I'm a loyal customer to a pizza shop down the street. They don't use Ovation. I, I love them. I love their pizza, love their food. But I went in there and for the first time since the pandemic, and it was the sauce, like the, the creamy Italian dressing that I came to love. They do like this homemade dressing there. It was super watered down and gross. And that was like half the reason I yeah. went. But <laughs> what am I going to do? Am I going to leave them a one-star review? Yeah. No, I don't want to hurt their business. But I also don't want to go back because that was like the main thing for me. Yep. So. I'm one of those silent loss customers. Yeah, I, you know, it's so interesting. We always talk about this with Yelp, right? That like two kinds of people leave a Yelp review. People who loved it, it's the best thing they've ever had, or people who hated it, the, it's the worst thing they've ever had. And lost or everybody in the middle who's like, yeah, it was really great. Uh, it was a great birthday, it was a great meal, it was, you know, everything we wanted and all of that. So talk to me about, again, I, I wanna go back here and I wanna understand some of the other uses, how people are using it like, like on property, like for, for like on premise, right? Talk, talk to me about the ways, whether at kiosks or at the front door or on the tables. So talk to me about just the nuts and bolts of implementing. So we, we've got a bunch of different implementation methods. And basically what we do is we work with the restaurant to figure out, okay, what's the flow of your guest and how do we make it as frictionless as possible for them to give you feedback? So one of the yep. things that one of our customers does, uh, there's an amazing pizza place up in um, up in Idaho. Of all places, Idaho has some of the has one of the best pizza joints I've ever been to. It's called Righteous Slice, and a guy named Bill Crawford runs that place, and he's a retired U.S. Air Force Harvard business grad, like brilliant guy. Decided that he wanted to start a pizza yep. place. So as as we went to. Uh, he was telling me a story about how someone was uh, upstairs in his, at his pizza place and, and on every table, they have table toppers with a QR code on it. And he gets a notification, he's down there slinging pizzas and he gets a, he gets a ding on his app uh, for Ovation and it says, man, I wish you guys had napkins upstairs. And so he, first thing he does is he walks out, grabs a, a bunch of napkins, a napkin holder, walks upstairs, and he sees that there's only one table up there with people at it. It was kind of a weird hour. He sets the napkins down in the middle of the table and says, I am so sorry there weren't napkins up here. Hopefully this helps. He said that they almost fell out of their seats because it was like, you know, within 30 seconds of them posting this feedback through Ovation, there were napkins on the table. 
And, yeah. and time yeah. and time again, we'll hear about people who happen to be in the restaurant and they'll be like, hey, what table are you at? And then they'll just come over there and give them a free dessert and apologize. And what's interesting to note about that is even at the full service restaurants where after the manager has come up and said, how is everything? And the guest said everything was fine. Then the owner got a notification that somebody used a QR code at the table to say, you know, my uh, my food was cold and my iced tea was warm. And so yeah. then the, the owner was able to personally come up to that table because people don't want to be honest when, yep. the, when yep. the server comes up and says, how was everything? It's one of my biggest pet peeves in the restaurants, right? This utilizing managers. It's one of the first things I do when I come in as a consultant. I say, I, I get them out of this habit. Stop going up and asking how everything was. Because everyone just goes, yeah, it was good, thanks. And they say, okay, great. And they walk away. It's like, so I, I do this little challenge. In fact, I just did it with a, a couple of clients here, two different clients, because uh, I just started with them. And I did the exact same thing where I say, get yourself a little notebook, like a little like moleskin right like one of those things and uh this saturday night make it your challenge to find out something about every single table not to be weird or <laughs> creepy but just because then you're going to actually be inquisitive and curious you're going to listen and they're going to tell you things they wouldn't have otherwise done and then you're going to learn you're going to learn things you didn't otherwise know right because you're going to be talking they say oh yeah we're just getting ready to leave you know because my daughter's going to go to cornell she's leaving for okay great you're going to write down like daughter's going to be a freshman in Cornell, August 2021. And then you know what? Next time you see them on the books, you go, oh, hey, you, you've immediately got something to talk to them about. You say, hey, so how's your daughter like in her first semester at Cornell? I can't believe you remember that. Well, we've got a, you know, we've got a computer for that. But you know what? You had to do the hard work of actually going over. So now I don't have to ask you, you know, how was everything? I should actually be being more human than that and saying like... <laughs> Is your daughter in college? Is your, you know, like engaging on a level that that human beings should engage should engage in, um, because they they people aren't honest about the other stuff all the time. So, no, I mean, like for example, I one time was having brunch with uh, a guy who owns about fifteen hundred restaurants. We were sitting down talk. It's a lot of restaurants, right? So we were sitting down talking about restaurants and hospitality, and the server comes up and says, "How was everything?" And oh no, first I was like, I was like, for example, I wish I can give this restaurant feedback. Like these croissants aren't very good. And he goes, I know, right? I, I tried that last week and the croissants are bad. They're dry. I was like, yes, they're terrible. It tastes like really old. Not 10 seconds later, the server comes up. How was everything? And we both go, oh, it's great. It's great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Think about this. This guy owns 1,500 restaurants. I own a restaurant feedback company and us we didn't even want to tell them yeah. that the croissants were bad yeah. right and yeah. it's like and and we're of all people in the world shouldn't we want to say here's the other piece to that right like like where does that information go you're gonna some exactly. server's gonna come over it's, she's 19 she's putting herself through college right and she's like how is everything you're like actually can i give you some feedback she's like uh sure <laughs> it's like these croissants aren't very good and she's gonna go okay i'll let my manager know she's gonna go over to the manager and say uh they said the croissants aren't very good he's like Okay, what do they know? Like, it's just going to get blown off, or they're going to say, "Okay, well, what are we going to do about it now?" Like, it just falls on deaf ears. Exactly right. Like the best case scenario of a table touch, right? It still never gets up to management. It still never gets to the root cause of what's going on. I mean, now all of a sudden you take ovation in that restaurant, and uh, they they've just switch croissant providers and they've got five complaints in the last week about croissants being dry, you know that there's something going yeah, on. Yeah. 
And so that's, and then they could send me a note being like, you know, Zach, I, uh, we got your feedback about the croissants being dry. I just want to let you know, we just switched croissants. Um, would you want to give this a shot? You have a free one on us. Oh, cool. And like, why not? Yeah. And that's the thing is that t- in today's environment with the data that we're collecting, with the personalization that customers are demanding, we have to fight these hand-to-hand combats, but we need tools to augment our staff. Because if you're just going to throw it on to your staff to say, hey, I want you to figure out what everyone's thinking, and then I want you to write it down, I want you to put it in an Excel sheet and send it up to me, and then I'm going to have someone go through and analyze it. It's like, that's ridiculous. Whether you realize it or not, your website is the most powerful marketing tool at your disposal, right? It's where people go to learn who you are, where you're located, when you're open, and of course, to see the food you serve. So then why would you rely on PDF menus and static text to sell food? Our culture is visual and people these days want to see what they're getting, right? We eat with our eyes. Enter Pop Menu a website design platform that puts the menu at the heart of everything. PopMenu's dynamic menu technology serves high-quality photos and allows guests to like and review dishes that they love that will then live on that dish's webpage on the site. These features all feed into your restaurant's SEO results to help you rank higher in relevant searches. What's more, PopMenu's automated marketing tools keep guests engaged long after their purchase. You can send automated texts and emails to incentivize new orders and promote new dishes, events, and specials. PopMenu keeps restaurants top of mind with guests. If you're a restaurant owner, you need a great website that not only looks beautiful, but helps drive more traffic and sales. Use PopMenu to take your business to the next level. Best of all, listeners of this show can lock in one set monthly rate for life and get $100 off their first month. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim this offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month by visiting popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. As always, that link is in the show notes. Or one of my customers, they care so much about guest feedback that before Ovation, the first hour of the manager shift was calling uh, random orders from the day before and checking in to see how everything was. And they documented it and they told the owner about what happened. That's funny. So then uh, I guess an application of this and tell me, I assume you guys have, as I'm listening to you talk about this, I assume you have customers who are doing it this way, but let's say I create this little postcard, right? And so I own a burger place, right? So we're at uh, Zach's Burger Shack, except it's like, it's the upscale version of it, right? So it's like Zach's Tavern. And the meal goes, and at the end of the meal, we drop the check, and we say, you know, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed everything. Listen, we've got these little surveys here. If you scan the QR code, you get $5 off your next meal just by answering a two-question survey. I mean, is that another application of it? So while the server's running the card, you can be leaving real-time feedback? Yep, we we keep it on uh, that that QR code. That's a powerful thing about it. You could put it into the bill inserts. You could do table stickers. Um, you can do you know table toppers. And I'll, here, here's a free piece of advice, right? If you're looking to just do your own Google form and like figure this all out yourself, and if you're kind of that DIY guy, uh, you know that that's totally fine. I think that there's a lot of benefits. Obviously, we created Ovation, and we haven't had a single multi-unit cancel. Uh, on Ovation, and there's a reason for that because yeah. it works. But 
let's just say that you want to do it yourself. Here's something that we have found. We have, we have done research on all kinds of incentives. The $5 off your next order, I find that works really well for third parties, right? Okay. Because you want to get them to order from you directly next time. If they've already ordered from you and you don't have to worry about saving yourself the 20, 30% margins, a $100 gift card option, right? Two questions to enter for a $100 gift card. That is the sweet spot there. You are going to get more surveys taken than if it was 25, 50, 250, 500, 1,000. Because at that 100 mark and two questions, it's like worth it to answer two questions. It's not a big deal. And then your chance to win a $100 gift card, it seems really reasonable. Yep. And so that's what we found is like the the sweet spot of uh, doing a giveaway. And giveaways are awesome. They are very low cost and uh, people feel excited. And then, you know, I was actually on, someone texted me the other day and took a screenshot of one of our customers who they, they had given out the $100 gift card and their guest had posted about it on their Instagram story to everyone. They're like, oh, I just won a hundred bucks. And now they're getting free publicity yeah. from their guest who's super stoked about, you know, getting, in a, getting that, that money in. I, as I listen to it, there's so many interesting applications. I, I think about um, one of our other sponsors is Seven Rooms. Yes. Uh, Seven Rooms uh, is a you know white label solution to you know CRM and guest management and table management. One of the things they really excel at is the automation process, and they do these um, these like follow up emails. So you can automate emails that go out three hours after a meal, 24 hours after a meal, that's from the chef, that's from the uh, the general manager or whatever. It says, thank you so much for joining us, blah, blah, blah. It can then you know prompt you to book the wine dinner next month, a wine series or a tasting menu or something else. And I think this is probably another opportunity. You know, you drop that right in there, right? You drop the URL in there and you say, thanks so much for joining us last night. We'd love your feedback. Would you take five minutes and you know do a two question survey? Again, I, I think uh, I think the ability, you know, or the opportunity to let uh, technology do the things that technology does really well, and allow the the people to do the things that people do really well. Uh, it's a better use of your manager's time doing something else than calling up all the orders from the day before. Yeah. Uh, especially when you get something like this, right? And and especially with there being so little opportunity for hospitality. I think the key is you can't allow technology to replace hospitality, but you need to let technology augment, enhance. It's like the, the Tony Stark super suit of your managers. That's what Ovation does. It allows your managers to become super hospitality experts in very little time. And the other yep. cool thing is as you're looking at the array of uh, how everyone orders, you really do have to look at the guest experience from start to finish, meaning from the time that they decide they're going to order from you or the time yep. that, they that they decide they want to eat until the time that they are complete with their meal. What is that journey like for them? What are yep. they experiencing? And how do you insert hospitality into that? Uh, and, and technology is a way to do it because a lot of people have asked, you know, a lot of, I, I've heard it said on Clubhouse and on other things, like, quite frankly, in this quote unquote, and I, and I use those quotes very sarcastically, new normal, uh, hospitality is dead. And I'm like, no, hospitality isn't dead. It's just gone digital. 
And we need to keep up with that because if yep. we don't provide that hospitality, the switching costs of going to a new restaurant have never been lower. I no longer have to drive another mile to go to Chip's Tavern as opposed to Zach's Burger Shack. Now I get on my phone and I'm one click closer. In fact, Chip may be even easier for me to order from. And so as a yep. guest, if you want to create that relationship, the way that you do that is you need to get into their text box. It's so funny because we, um, we, we have our favorite Chinese place here. So I live in uh, Brooklyn, uh, New York City, and we've got, you know, like, like anybody, right? Everybody finds like their favorite pizza place. They got their best sushi place, their favorite Chinese place. And we've got our favorite Chinese place. And about six months ago, they changed the dumpling recipe. And my wife is like, like she'll just eat a meal of dumplings. And so now, even though they do everything else great and we love everything else there because they changed the recipe on the dumplings and they kind of suck now, she's like, I don't want to order from them. So like tonight, tonight where I was like, oh, maybe we'll get some, we'll get Chinese. She's like, not from that place. And I was like, well, I mean, come on. And she's like, no, all we had to do is if we could just let them know, listen, bring back the old dumpling recipe and you're good. Like you're in for like 300 bucks a month from just this account because we order like two or three times a month and we usually get because we've got you know uh our neighbors downstairs they'll come up and eat with like we get big orders we like having leftovers you know we, we order we order for the we order for the building and um <laughs> and i'm like man you just just because they change the thing and there's no there's no way to let them know everything else you do is great but this sucks and and quite frankly as we look to the future of of what is hospitality what is restaurant what is technology gonna look like in this industry this this will become the new normal, the, yeah. the new standard. And here's why. And you know, I hope that Ovation can, can become part of that new standard. But either way, whether it's uh, Ovation or not, this is, this is the future. And the reason is because you could look at other industries. Hospitality has traditionally been seven to 10 years behind in technology. Yep. Now, you look, you look ahead at these other, uh, these other industries seven to 10 years ahead. Live chat is just you know, standard, you go onto a website and you can chat with someone as long as, especially if it's like a service related industry, you can chat with them right away. Yep. You get onto the website, bottom right hand corner, you click chat and you're talking to someone or I'm, I'm wearing uh, Warby Parker uh, glasses right now. I ordered a pair of glasses, something went wrong with them. So guess what I did? I wasn't even, and now this is kind of like the next step. I wasn't live chatting with them on the website because I'm, I'm on the go, I'm on mobile, right? So I can't open up a live chat conversation with them and, and then go and do something else and expect to come back, right? How many live chats have people done where they put the, the screen away because they're doing gone. something else and then they, all of a sudden they lose it. So now live chat is going to mobile, it's going to texting. So I actually texted, the glasses I'm wearing right now, I texted Warby Parker and I got these ordered. I never went to their website. I never went to their live chat. I had been texting them with my first pair of glasses, had an issue, so I kept on texting them and I got these sent to me and ordered and my first pair refunded. Like that is the future. Yeah, and yeah, for, for restaurants, sure. we could either jump on board or we could wait until younger, hipper, smarter, whatever restaurants 
uh, open up that offer those kinds of personalizations and solutions. Yeah, it's it's so true. You know, the thing that I'm working on a lot right now is rethinking service, uh, steps of service, the flow of service, uh, and the way, and really separating, really understanding service and hospitality and separating those, right? Like, can we remove, can we rethink waiters? It's what I'm spending a lot of time doing yeah. right now. Because uh, especially as, so I live in New York City, uh, minimum wage is $15. Uh, so the pay for a waiter is $11 with the tip credit. Uh, California, I've got several clients out there. It's just minimum wage. There's no tip credits. So it's $15. Every waiter, every bartender, every busser, every, everybody you see on the floor is $15 an hour. The, the economics of running a restaurant uh, almost don't make sense. And so there are, I don't know, thousands of restaurants. I would say half the restaurants in this country don't need waiter service the way we have waiters. And simply by uh, injecting technology into uh, into the relationship, into the uh, the transaction. Um, I think we can cut payroll and actually provide a better experience. And I'm working very hard to to carve that out. And and the thing that um, the pushback I always get is people say, well, well, we're not going to know if they don't like something. It's like, uh, have you ever been in a restaurant and and not known if somebody doesn't like it? They will let you know if something's really off, really bad. They'll raise their hand. They'll flag down whoever they can see. Um, but feedback and, and really understanding and, re- and changing the way, I mean, this is the conversation. We keep looping back around, right? Like, was the manager really touching the table saying, hey, how's everyone enjoying everything? Was that really that effective anyway? <laughs> By your story just a few minutes ago, no, n- not so much. And is there a better is there a better way of doing it? This morning, I go to, uh, this morning I, I go to breakfast with one of my old business partners and I get bacon and the bacon is like rare, like barely cooked. It's like really, really gross and stringy and chewy. And it's like when the, when the waiter came up and said, how was everything? I had all of the bacon on my plate and I said, everything was fine. And she goes, can I take that away? I said, yes. And she said, okay, why? Because she doesn't care. Right. She doesn't care. I mean, she doesn't care. She wants, that's the she thing. wants a table turn, you know, and but listen, and we, and we think really hard, right? We work so hard in the restaurants and we assume, but like everybody's there for different purposes. Some people are just there for a paycheck. Some people are there because they have to, their, their parents made them They're They're there because, you know, for, for a hundred different reasons. And, uh, and most of them are not because they care about the guest and this property as much as you do. Yeah, no one is going to care as much as you. And I think that's something that we just like fundamentally have to understand. And so I know that for every owner that's listening right now, they hear these things and it's just like, oh, it's just cringe. Why? Because if they saw someone who said everything was fine and they didn't touch their bacon, they would come up and say, hey, sir, I noticed you didn't touch your bacon. What's what's uh, is there something wrong with it? What's going on? (laughs) And they would make it right. Yeah. And the problem is you can't, especially as you're expanding, especially with it being off-prem, you can't make it right because there's no way for the guest to tell you. Right. And that's what we're doing is we're, we are putting you back in front of the, the, the guest. And a lot of people look at us as like a full-time customer experience manager that is, is there making sure that every single person is touched. And guess what? We're easier than leaving a one-star review. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... It, 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 it's easier, and so people are going to take the path of least resistance. Yeah, and there's two pieces I want to make sure that are really interesting. Number one, it acts as a filter, right, a buffer, so that people are going to leave the scathing review. You're just asking, you're just trying to capture that. 
you're trying to you know intercept that before it gets somewhere really public because maybe you you've got an opportunity uh, to turn it around or at the very least maybe soften it so they don't write the one star review they they want it to it maybe it turns into a two or three star review say well I didn't like it you know they did try X Y and Z but you know I, I still wouldn't go back okay those people are still going to write it but at least you had the chance and I would say more often than not you're probably intercepting a lot of those and turning them around before they can turn into public one star reviews and the other piece to this that I want to make sure uh, that, that I didn't really even quite uh, think about before this conversation today uh, is that it's data capture yes. and you know number one um, you know contact information but also um, details about their meal about what they like and what they didn't like and you can then use that for future uh, for future interactions totally and I think I think that's something that I feel, you know, one of the things we talked about before we hit record was uh, my dating history. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of building relationships with people. I uh, went on over a thousand dates before I met my wife. I wrote a book called Dating Never Works Until It Does. And yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed in, in building these relationships is you need to be a great first date. Right. And what does it take to be a great first date? You have to be interested in them. You have to, you know, the, the fact that you took a shower and that you wore nice clothes. Look, that's table stakes, baby. Like <laughs> that, that's not a one. That's not a plus one for you. Meaning that in the restaurant industry, the fact that you've got good service and good food, it's like, oh, OK. That's a prerequisite. That means that you can open your doors, right? That's but right. what's going to get me to come back in? And I'm going to tell you, it's not good food and service. It's it's how Correct. it's how I feel. I'll forget what I tasted. I will never forget how I felt. Yep. It's a very emotional industry that we're in. You're right. We are. We're trading in. We're trading in those higher higher things. You can go get fed a lot of places, right? You can go get you know rice and beans, a little bit of chicken. You know, you can feed a family of six for. I don't know, four bucks. Yeah, and actually have a you know a pretty pretty nutritious a nutritious go at it. Yeah, but it's it's about how do I feel and when yeah. when I feel uh, and here's here's the root of it the most the most universal of all human desires, Chip, is the desire to feel important. That that is what from presidents and kings to the you know the the beggars and, and homeless like they they want we all want to feel important and that we matter exactly yeah. because at, at the root of it we do every single person on this world is an important person that there's something that there's something that they need to contribute to this world there's there's things that they need to do songs that they need to sing right there's there's uh all of this wonderful thing because each of us truly is important but a lot of times, especially in industries like restaurants, where there's high volume and low, uh, you know, low professional staff, right? There's a lot of people, like you said, this is all, a lot of people, it's, it's a stepping stone to get somewhere else, right? A few people make it their career and that's great and, and we love them, but a lot of people, it's a stepping stone. So when you have the people yep. who don't care as much and you have such a high volume, that's going to lead to people. The expectation is I'm not going to feel important, but when you can do that little something to help them feel like they matter to you, then that's where you create loyalty because loyalty, hate to break it. It's not a punch card, right? Loyalty yeah. is not an app download. 
Loyalty is not even a repurchase. Loyalty is when I become a raving fan because I care about your brand. Yeah. And the only way that I'm going to care about your brand is if I know that I matter to your brand. Right. Yeah. It's funny. One of the things I always talk about is this, uh, this triangle principle that I developed years ago and it's uh, three pieces to marketing any restaurant, right? Attraction, retention, and evangelism. And evangelism is the, is the peak is the highest point. And that's what you're trying to get to. You're trying to get them to come in, trying to get them to come back and then be so excited. They can't help, but go rave to everybody. They know to, to go spread the good word, to go spread the gospel about what you're doing and, and, and why you're doing and to bring people back into the congregation. Right. It's, it's like, we want, we want evangelists for the brand. Uh, and, and how do you, how do you create them? That's, that's the goal. There's no one way to do it. Uh, there's a bunch of wrong ways though. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think not listening and not caring about, uh, what the guests think is definitely a wrong way to do it. Yeah. I love it. You're really, you're really raising in the bar here and challenging um, and challenging I think all of us certainly the listeners I hope uh, listening to this uh, will will I don't know be uh, be energized by it but like the opportunity is there and the tools now are here and so it just it just takes a dedication a commitment to being able to do it to saying yeah your people matter and uh, and finding out what they what they feel and you know how they feel about you is is super important i want to switch gears before i let you go because we're coming up on the hour mark i like to keep these right about an hour um, i want to talk about the podcast because we started talking about the podcast the very beginning of this episode uh, again i had the great pleasure of uh, of sitting in and chatting with zach on his podcast give an ovation you started the company. I understand the reason for doing that. I love podcasting, but why a podcast? What are you doing on that podcast, and, and why did why did you feel like compelled to do it? So this was we actually started this right before COVID. Right, this was uh, end of February of 2020. I had been wanting to start a podcast because I have the awesome privilege of talking to some incredible people. Uh, and not, not only, you know, there's great people like you, Chip, who talk to so many people, Eric Cacciatore, things like that. But then people who are also, you know, like uh, James Walker of Nathan's Famous or Phil Crawford of CKE um, or Wade Allen of Brinker International or, you know, Mike Bosch of Andalini's or uh, Alan McGee of Churches and Kelly McPherson of, of uh, Burger King, Popeyes, Tim Hortons, and now over there at uh, you know Union Square Hospitality Group. So I, I have this incredible opportunity to talk to these people who have so much insight. And I was learning so much from our conversations that I was like, I, I just need to start recording these because if I love these, if, if I'm having such an incredible time conversing, I'm learning so much. I, I want to be able to share that with people. And one of our values at Ovation is to build value for each other, our customers and the industry. And I thought to myself, how do we build value for the industry? And here's a great way to do it. Let's do this podcast. We won't ever charge anyone to be on it. Um, let's just start recording these really interesting conversations. And so we now have about 108 episodes, another five in the pipeline, another 10 that are scheduled with these rock star restaurant entrepreneurs who, and operators and owners 
who've been there, done that, and are there doing it. And so I wanted to kind of tap into their into their mind and and uh, and get it. And so it wasn't the fact that I was like, oh man, I wish Chip's podcast was better. I need to I need to create one. <laughs> but it was the fact that I felt so grateful to be having all of these awesome conversations, and I wanted to share those conversations with people. And and uh, it's been resonating. <laughs> it's something that I really try to bring to my work, uh, both on this podcast and with my clients, and. Um, is generosity is that this idea that like I, I just want to share everything that I'm learning, everything I've learned to help as many people as possible. Um, you're building your company with a great deal of generosity. It seems like that's the spirit behind uh, the podcast. Uh, so I, I, I certainly appreciate that uh, because I think the um, uh, the industry uh, should be more generous. I think it's often uh, not as generous as we would hope it would be, especially given that uh, it's our job to take care of people for a living. So um, I, for one, uh, really appreciate that. That certainly uh, resonates with me. Talk to me a little bit about what you're hearing right now. Like, what's the next... I don't know if you can distill it down to a couple of points, right? So from the people you've talked to over the last couple of months, what's the common thread or what are some of the common threads uh, of where the industry is going over the next let's say three to six months, the next year, you know, what's on people's mind? Like, what are you, what are you hearing about? What are you, what are they thinking about? So I would say the the two things I'm hearing a lot are seemingly contradictory. And I've been kind of going back and forth between how do I find a balance in, in distilling this down? But the one is menu simplification and, and operational simplification. How do we simplify things? How do we take are 200 items and boil it down to 25, right? How do we make sure that we're not getting as much food waste? How do we make sure that we are, are making uh, the systems that we use simple so that way we could hire people and roll with turnover and adjust when we, you know, Delta variant comes back, mask mandate comes back, if there's any restaurant shutdowns that we can, we can uh, adjust easier with a more simple, operation. So that that's one yep. aspect of things. The other seemingly contradictory is this expansion of new revenue opportunities. That there are more ways that you can make money with your restaurant than what you've traditionally done, which is in the four walls, lunch and dinner. And how else can you leverage your kitchen? Can you do a virtual breakfast concept? Can you do a, um, you know, can you offer swag? Can you do take home uh, dishes that are partially prepared? There, there are so many opportunities now to drive revenue that are outside of the traditional one way. And the challenge is, I think by simplifying the operations, it opens up opportunities to expand. And what the people that I'm working with are finding is that by simplifying their menu, they're really not losing a lot. Um, they're not losing their loyal customers. Yes, you're going to have some fall off, right? But at the end of the day, if you can drive a more profitable business and you could offer more opportunities, that sure, I'm going to miss the person who liked that dish. But guess what? I'm going to get 30 new people to order this dish from my from this virtual concept, or yeah. I'm going to get people instead of ordering from me once a week, uh, once a month, I'm going to get them to order for me once a week because now I have other concepts they can order from. So yep. I think I think those are the two expansion and contraction that I'm seeing in the market, and and the people who are doing it well are crushing it, and they're seeing sales they've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. 
Zach, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with us about uh, your journey with the company, with uh, about your podcast, about what Ovation is, um, how it how it solves these problems for people. Uh, before I let you go, t- uh, so tell me, uh, tell everybody at home, uh, they're, they like what they're hearing, they're curious about this. What are the next steps to getting started with Ovation to, to open up a dialogue about uh, about learning more? Go check out OvationUp.com uh, and go see, I mean, look, we could sit here and talk all day. There, go go check out a testimonial page. Go see what other customers are saying about us publicly. And I think that's kind of like a great measure of what we're doing. Um, you know, other other things that are going to show you what we're doing is like, you know, when we do pilots, we have a 96% pilot conversion rate. People who try Ovation, they love it because it's going to really help you connect with your customer. So I would say go to OvationUp.com, check out the testimonials, check out what we're doing there, and then schedule a demo. I, we would love to talk with you, learn about your business, what you're doing, and see how we could help you level up your guest feedback game. Uh, because I'm sure that this is something you've been thinking about for a while um, and maybe you didn't even know about Ovation. And so we're, we're happy to happy to meet you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think there are a lot of people probably sitting at home listening to this or, you know, prepping for dinner service or, you know, prepping the dining room and, and listening to this and going like, yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't realized that that's what I was missing. I hadn't realized that that uh, that that's something that we're leaving on the table. Um, I, listen, I really appreciate you chatting. Uh, it, it's a really it's a really cool company. It's a really cool product. I believe in it. I, I'm really thrilled to be able to have this conversation. Um Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, all of those links, of course, will be in the show notes. Any other words of wisdom before I uh, kick you out of here? Hey, keep living that extraordinary life because the ordinary one's always going to be waiting, guys. As good a place as any to end. Zach, thank you so much. <laughs> hey, thanks, Chip. Again, I want to thank Zach for taking time out of his day to sit here and chat with us, to share his story, to talk about the platform, Ovation. If you've got any questions, uh, of course, all of the links are in the show notes. Please go. Uh, go learn more. Download. Uh, visit the website. Um, uh, discover more about this platform. And go check out uh, the podcast, Given Ovation. Again, you can find my episode. That link is in the show notes. And you can listen to all of the other episodes. Uh, Zach really it really is sitting down with some, some heavy hitters, having great conversations. Again, I want to thank you for joining me. I will remind you that we still got this free ebook. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm letting everyone know because I think it really can help. Uh, how do you drive 10% more revenue in your restaurant overnight? I share 10 different tips. The book is like 12 pages long. Again, it's an ebook. It's totally free. You can go get your own, your own copy by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash revenue. That link is also in the show notes. Go get your own copy. It'll take you 20 minutes to read. You'll implement the stuff over overnight and I and I mean it you will start making a difference you will start seeing a difference right away again thank you so much for joining me guys stay creative I will see you next time Restaurant Strategy is made possible by the generous support of our sponsors as well as our Patreon supporters. A special shout out to all of our gold and platinum members, Ty Hames, Bob and Kate Carpenter, Scott Middleton, Chuck and Denise Close, Stephen and Ann Fagan, Mario D'Amatos, and Christopher Tana. If you want to become a supporter, please go visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, the link is in the show notes.